Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to M Class Pants M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. You you, you didn't want to do your radio voice. Nah, more. I really like lost interest in doing that halfway through it. it. You <laughs> were kind of you were reminded me of like the SNL guy or like a oh, Don Pardo. Yeah, that's his name. You knew his name. Wow. I don't know why. I didn't know his name. I don't know why, but I now, do. <laughs> well, you're full of facts I'm that full are of interesting. Something. How interesting. <laughs> this is your John Larroquette fun fact of the day. The announcer on Saturday Night Live was named Don Pardo. <laughs> I think he's still alive, isn't he? No. What? No, he's, he's dead, dead he, man? He's dead. Uh, the guy who used to play Clinton, Daryl Hannah? Oh, he does Daryl Hammond. Hammond. Yeah, Daryl Hammond took over. Daryl Hannah is a woman yeah. who is super hot. Yes. Oh, she was a mermaid. Here's a a not so fun fact right at the beginning of the show for oh, you. Good. A little tangent We're, before we even introduce the show. That's all right. We got plenty of time today. <laughs> uh, Daryl Hammond did uh, all the impressions of Trump during his day. Oh, and, like when they would have a Trump impression? Yeah, and when Trump became president, Daryl Hammond was like, fuck, I'm psyched, because I'm still on the show, I'm still right. doing the voiceover but, and everything, so I get to nah. be Trump, and the fucking shithole that runs the show over at Saturday Lorne Night Michaels. Live, Lorne Michaels, he's uh, he's a piece of shit, read about yeah, him. He, yeah, he sucks, he does suck. He uh, brought on Alec Baldwin, because it would be it would be like having like a more famous person on. Yeah, he's famous, right? And, and uh, uh, yeah. Daryl Hammond had moved to LA on the promise that he was going to be Trump. Like Wait, he moved to LA. From, they he, don't do the- Or he moved from LA to New York. Oh, he on the promise back. that he was going to be Trump. And then what? he wasn't. And Daryl Hammond like was like I guess my career is over. Does he still do the voice for it he, though? He does the voiceover on Saturday Night Live and that's pretty much it. He writes, yeah. he writes books about his terrible life experiences as well. And includes yeah, that, I imagine. That's why being like a comedian is terrible. <laughs> it's not a great career path. <laughs> you get fucked. I mean, everybody gets fucked, right? But like, that sucks, dude. So that's they didn't fun want that. fact. <laughs> how, how, how interesting. <laughs> I feel really bad for him, though. Honestly. <laughs> Maybe he'll do our show. Maybe. He can do Trump on this show. No, I don't want Trump anywhere near this show. Yeah, me neither. Did you introduce yourself? Yeah, I said my name. Okay, just so everybody knows. It's not. It's weird that we introduce ourselves at the beginning, actually, since shouldn't people know by now? Well, they, there's new people, and they don't know. Hopefully right? this they're... isn't the first episode they're listening to. <laughs> I mean, it could be. They'd be like, I what mean... the fuck is happening on the show right now? I mean, that's the whole... That's part of the fun, man. I guess that's true. <laughs> like, where are they going? Why are they driving the podcast off of a cliff at Simon five minutes in? <laughs> so, I would like to start out the podcast by letting everybody know that uh, since we finished up Ben Beeler's Defection Collection, may it rest mm-hmm. in peace. That was a great... That was a good one. Uh, we are moving on thanks to our uh, patrons on Patreon. We got a big old list of choices that we could go through. Oh, yeah. We did some polling on Patreon for patrons only. Mm. And the winner was Rich Masters Past <gasps> Lives Collection. Rich Masters hitting home runs all over the place. He's apparently good at everything. He's good at making collections. No, I looked at the at the graphic for the episodes because 
That's how I find out what we need to watch next. <laughs> uh, he could just ask me, but instead... I could, but I, I, I definitely just... I, I kind of like it. I kind of like to wait, because it's like exciting for me. Yeah. It's ex- I mean, hopefully seen... it's exciting for everybody else as well. I, I It's exciting for me. <laughs> That's all that matters to me. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> no, but I saw that when we were watching, and I, I, I'll, I was looking for the episode today... And I was like, why can't I fucking find this episode? It's because I was looking at the the original series, Netflix, oh. and I was like, oh, it's the animated series. Yeah, we're starting out strong this time, coming out the gate swinging with a series <laughs> we don't normally get into. I think we're doing one from each each uh, franchise, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, we're not doing one from TOS, but t- the animated series is TOS pretty much, so... This yeah, this is a really uh, this is like a cool episode. I like this one. Not to over oversell I mean, it. We haven't uh, even announced it yet, but uh, I'm cock teasing them a little bit. <laughs> That's how you do it. If you would like uh, to find out what episodes you should be watching, you should head on over to our Twitter at M Class Podcast and check out the pinned tweet at the top of our profile. It's got a bunch of stuff on it, and you just follow the list. It's yeah. like a list. It's like a watch list. Yeah, you just watch them in a row, or you could watch them if you have like a Netflix and chill with your sweetie, with your with your best gal, with your best gal or guy. I don't yeah. know, whoever. Um, then you just watch it, and then you chill, and usually that involves butt kissing. Right, kissing kissing a butts, or yeah, making your butts kiss each other. That's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> the reverse 69. <laughs> the 96. <laughs> uh, this collection is actually pretty fucking jam-packed with great episodes. Yeah, I was uh, excited for most of them. This list actually has episodes that... Uh, one episode I've been waiting for since the beginning of the show, uh, yes. TNG's The Inner Light, yes. and an episode Josh has been waiting for since the beginning of the show... Enterprise's Carbon Creek. Oh, it's so good. I think you're going to like it. I think I'm going to like it, too, since I've already seen it. So, Well, there <laughs> you go. We don't have to do the podcast now. Everyone can go home. Sorry. I'll bleep that out when you when you. Yeah, okay, that. sure. Definitely. It's, it's, it's already bleeped out. I did it. Cool. <laughs> uh, the beginning of this collection, like I said, starts out in uh, the animated series, and it's Yesteryear. That's season one, episode two of the animated series. Yeah. They really front-loaded the animated series with some good shit. It's true. And the then further they you get into it. it. <laughs> the further you get into it, it kind of gets a little worse. It's two, is it two seasons, right? I don't remember. I think so. I think it is. Yeah. Maybe. Remember the one where they fight Quetzalcoatl, the dragon <laughs> god from the Aztec Empire? Remember that one? We should watch yeah. that one. There was a great one with Satan in it. <laughs> yeah, the animated series is two seasons. <laughs> two seasons and two Satans? Uh, this was first aired in 1973, directed by Hal Sutherland, who directed the entire first season... And was wow. credited with directing the entire second season, but it's just because they saved money by using the same credits. He didn't actually direct any of them. They didn't want to animate new credits. Yeah, Bill Reed directed the whole second season. I'd be Sorry to that guy. Bill Reed, dude. I would have complained after the first episode, but apparently he was just like, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> Bill Reed getting the Daryl Hammond treatment oh, over here. Oh, man. <laughs> 
I depressed our whole audience right out the gate. (laughs) I did not know that. I mean, I knew Lorne Michaels sucked. Yeah, Lorne Michaels is a piece of shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, you don't, like, last that long, right? Without being, like... I mean, that's not an excuse, but, like... Yeah, it's true. Fuck that dude. Um, but it w- this episode was written by DC Fontana, who um, yeah. it was like a major domo on the fucking Star Trek series as a whole. She worked on the original series, the animated series, Next Gen, and Deep Space Nine. That's crazy. That's like awesome. I wish I was a DC Fontana. Fontana. How Fontana. Vic Fontana. Fontana. I think it's Fontana, but I uh, got it. I'm looking at it. She was actually Gene Roddenberry's secretary to begin really? with. Really? But her writing was so fucking good that he just like let her write episodes. Like she wrote Charlie X. That was her first episode she ever wrote of anything. Wow. And she also wrote uh, Journey to Babel, which is one of the best TOS episodes. That's a great episode, yeah. Um if you see any episodes written by someone named Michael Richards, or J. Michael Bingham, it's actually DC Fontana. That's crazy. Why did she, do, I guess for like guild reasons, right? Yeah. Like you gotta. Also, like if they really fucked up her scripts, she changed her name in the credits. Oh, good. Yeah, that's <laughs> smart. No, that's really smart. Seriously. A uh, fun fact, a real fun fact of There's the day. There's so many. Straight to John Larroquette's ears and your heart. Oh my God. Uh, she co wrote the pilot for TNG Encounter at Farpoint with Roddenberry. Wow. She co-invented the L-Cars system. <gasps> it's like Windows, but for the future. Yeah, and she wrote uh, four other episodes of, that, of season one of TNG before she left with all of the original series production veterans because Roddenberry's lawyer, Leonard Mailslish, was a <laughs> giant piece of shit and was trying to get all the original writers out for some uh, reason. What's weird. Maybe maybe Roddenberry was like, I don't want these old ass people around. I, I need new ass people. She she came back after Roddenberry died, so maybe, maybe uh, she identified DS Nine as her favorite Star Trek series. So she is absolutely correct in her opinion. That is the best <laughs> one. Uh, yesteryear, as a as a brief little overview, is pretty much uh, Spock goes back in time. To save Lil Spock and create <laughs> yeah. a fucking causality loop. Predestination paradox we got it going. For a cartoon, which is, like, pretty cool, man. Yeah. I mean, you don't really get that in, like, in serious cartoons, serious quote-unquote cartoons, they're always trying to sell toys, number one. Right. But for number two, you don't get a whole lot of, like, causality loops. Unless it's Mighty Max, and then the whole series is a causality loop. Yeah. Do you remember that? How I, the end? I do remember that. I remember not liking that very much. It's kind of a cop-out, but it's great, because they, they knew that they were going to make any more. So. Yeah. I remember liking Mighty Max a lot. I don't cool. remember. I just remember Polly Pocket, so yeah. I like Polly Pocket, even. So yeah, I, I like Polly Pocket, too. My parents would not buy me Polly Pocket, but there was a girl that lived next door that had Polly Pocket. So I would buy you Polly Pocket. Man, you're the best parent, Josh. Yeah, my, no, 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 my, no, so in a mine, it's not going to have a Polly Pocket. <laughs> Josh Get has him. been drinking. I took a nap. <laughs> it's like a sleepy. It's the same thing. Pretty much. All right, so let's just jump into this. Well, actually, let's front load it real quick. Do you like this episode, Josh? 
I do like this episode. Uh, it's remarkably good for being on what show it's on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the show had good writing for a lot yeah. of the episodes, but man, that animation fucking sucks. No, the animation is bad. The writing is real, like, LSD 70s at some yeah. point, where they were like, I watched a couple episodes after this again, because I just left it on or whatever. They're only and half the one af- long, so... Yeah, the one after it is like, there's a cloud coming. <laughs> it's just like that's the whole a, episode. <laughs> a spooky cloud. It's like weird, and you're like, yeah, the '70s, dude. Uh, I, I will point out real quick. I also like this episode. Yeah, it's it's actually a really good episode of TOS. It is. Um, it, this would be a great uh, episode of any Star Trek. I love time travel. I'm like very. Uh, uh, What's the word? I like it a lot. So you're uh, a fan. I'm a fan of it. I'm predisposed to liking it automatically. Yeah, yeah I like but time travel cool. stories as well if they're done well. Like I absolutely yeah. fucking love Back to the Future. I told you to watch Predestination, right? I you didn't do it. I don't yet. think so. I don't normally watch things you tell me to do. So I, that's true. You are very horrible at it. <laughs> I was telling you to watch Riverdale, and you refuse to watch Riverdale. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, the guy Hal Sutherland was actually one of the like he was like the head he was the director but he was also like one of the head people at Filmation the studio that oh, yeah. did the cartoon the uh, crappy animation studio yeah Filmation is known for making garbage and almost nothing yeah. else I've talked about it before on the show yeah, it's bad and I've talked about before that Hal Sutherland director of this episode uh, was colorblind and that's why right. there are numerous color errors throughout this e- this episode and also this show specifically. I don't notice them so much. I mean, you have to be looking for them to really notice I, them in this episode. Kind of, They're very small. I kind of assume that like when animation color is weird, and especially like a show like this, which was made in the early seventies, like that they were just like, "Well, we ran out of colors." <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> or, like, that's like, a fun we ran fact out of I can give you. I can give you a fun fact. You know Batman the Animated Series? Yeah, I love that show. It's I, great. I found out recently that uh, all of the color on Batman the Animated Series was the same colors they used to paint ink cells and stuff on Tiny Toon Adventures. What? And that is why uh, Robin's green on his costume has that weird light blue shading on it, because that's all they had. Oh, that's weird, man. And the green on Robin's costume is plucky duck green. That's plucky duck green. Yeah. So do they color it like... I know a lot of animation uh, projects, studio, whatever. They, like, ship them away to do Like, Korea, right? Like, a lot of times they'll send them to Korea. Yeah, they did. Well, they... Like, yeah. different studios did all the animation and stuff, but the same studio did the color. Right. And the thing is, like, Warner Brothers Studio has to buy colors for every show. And, I mean, you have to buy in such, like, a massive bulk. Right. That you won't run out at all during the whole production period of the show, no matter how long it lasts. Right. And And this was before some colors were invented, so. (laughs) I mean, that's true. But, um. Dark green? I never thought of that. (laughs) Well, I mean, these colors are in, like, the terms of spending, like, $20,000 on green or something. Right. It's like, 
it's like when you hear about like certain like uh, car paints or some shit. Like some car paints are like crazy expensive because yeah. they have like the pigment some is special, rare. Yeah, rare pigment. Yeah, but they didn't buy rare pigment. They bought like whatever was gonna look okay on screen and be That's as smart. cheap as possible. Yeah, but that makes sense. I always Warner found that Brothers. to be wild. Like I only found it out like a month or two ago. But that is crazy. I mean, it makes sense a lot, but also it's like. You, like, what's crazy about it is, like, now we're just, like, why would you even actually use paint? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to use paint at all anymore. It's all digital. Yeah, just digitally color it in and make it that way. And, like, back then they were like, what? You know what a wild no. thing to think about is? <laughs> New shades of colors can be invented, but there is a limit to what your screen can show. Also a limit to what your eyes can see. That's true. But I mean, like the they're eye the has, screens, a, has like a they're higher... the screens of your brain. <laughs> the, like your eyes have like a higher like understanding of color. I guess they have more understanding of color than like a yeah, screen can we produce. Because like, we survived in the in nature well, and we were, well, it, it was beneficial to us, right, to see more yeah. colors. Well, my eyes don't because I'm part. My of eyes the don't either. <laughs> but yeah, my eyes are crap. They're trash. But normal people's eyes, right? Can see Functioning a lot of people's, yeah. That's something I never thought about. That if you wanted to create a new color pigment, you could not do it digitally because screens can only produce pigments that already exist. Right. So you'd have to, you have to like use actual paint and shit. Yeah. Um, there you go. Back to Star Trek. This is science. We're talking about science and evolution. Um. <laughs> there's. <laughs> There is one thing that this episode never touches on. Yeah. But it is the crux of the episode. All of our characters show up on a planet at a certain point that has a big rock formation that you can jump through time in. No one says what this is. Yeah, so it's one of the Guardians, yeah, right? it's the Guardian of Forever. They're on the same planet. That's the same one? Yeah, <sighs> there's only one I, Guardian of Forever. Yeah, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, are there, like, another Guardian? Like, no. So the Guardian of Forever is also, like, they also kind of, like, retcon it as, like, an Iconian gate later, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, the Iconian gates are sort of similar, but the Guardian of Forever kind of is, like, its own thing because it talks and shit. I, I don't... No, I don't think I like that, Josh. Don't, you don't like that? <laughs> I don't like that. Like, the Guardian of Forever was supposed to be this, like, unknowable thing, and then people were just like, actually, there's a bunch of them, and these guys made it. Well, I think the Guardian... Like, I, I might just be, like, filling in the blanks here, like, with my fan canon, but I think the Guardian is sort of like a runaway, like, AI, right? Where it, like, becomes, Well, it like, is an artificial essential. intelligence. It talks yes. about how it's, right. it's a machine. Yeah, but I think it's from the Iconian era. So that's, like, a really long time ago. Like, 250,000 years ago. That's a long time got, ago. I got dates for you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they don't mention that it's the Guardian of Forever in this episode. But it's the but same it exact like design it. and has the same voice and it does the same thing. And in, like, show notes that I looked up, it is the Guardian of Forever. That's cool, though. Like, I think that's cool. I mean, it makes sense that they would go back and study yeah. it. What doesn't make sense is how they study it. They're really fucking careless about they it. They are. They just go back in time and watch shit. What are you doing? <laughs> They're like, remember last time we went in here? All hell broke loose. Yeah. Let's go in and again. Remember last time when we unmade the Federation? 
Let's just check it out again. Fuck it. What could go wrong? We'll just fix it again. Uh, I also love that there's just a griffin holding a computer <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> so I thought, like, of another, like, filling in my fan canon, like, uh, I thought maybe this was, like, the sixth race of Zindi. Because, like, the Zindi are, like, five different different species. But, like, the, the sixth race is, like, a bird race. And I was like, is that, like, a Zindi, maybe? Nah. Like, I know, like, I'm filling in the Yeah, he's like, apparently Aurelian. Okay. He is kind of uh, uh, naked, too. Yeah, he's which... not wearing clothes, which I guess is customary on his planet. But he's good thing he's the same color as the uniforms that they wear. Wouldn't it be great... If it wasn't customary on his planet, and he just kept telling people that he told everybody, dude, that's what I would do. I'd be like, nah, it's totally cool. I'm where I'm from. We're just naked. All we're just the time. all naked all the time. Really? I hadn't heard that. No, it's true. It's no, true. it's definitely a thing that I didn't make up. It's true. Don't look it up in your computer. <laughs> Don't look it up. But uh, the episode opens there. Uh, like, the Enterprise has gone to the planet that the Guardian of Forever is on. They don't say that. They just say it's the planet of the time vortex. Yeah, I don't know why they don't, like, just say the thing from the other episode. I'm not know. sure why. They do um, talk about how it's, like, the f- all the timelines in the galaxy, like, converge there. And that's how they oh. describe the Guardian of Forever. That's a problem. But... You know what's weird? It might be like a Tom Paris type of situation where they just had to rename it because they didn't want to pay the writer royalties for using that it. That might again. be it. That's probably what it is. Man, television is fucking stupid, it was man. So fucked up. But anyway. Like, what the fuck? Like, seriously. Like, that's dumb as shit. Like, come on. I really hate. That's like Tom Paris himself is such a boring, bland ass character. Uh, yeah. That, like, I don't really care for him that much anyway, but it makes me really not like him. The, or the, like, writers involved and shit that they were just like, the guy who created him? Fuck that guy. Just pay the guy so you can use the fucking plot device that yeah. you're going to use. Like, why wouldn't you? Whatever, I guess. Star Trek was, like, humming on all cylinders, man. Like, just give the guy, like, a hundred grand. You got the Whatever. money. You've yeah. got the money. Yeah, just give him whatever. Like, within reason, right? For using his stupid fucking character. Yeah, he would want royalties, I think. And at that point okay. in history, you would be a complete moron not to want royalties for your Star Trek character. Like, TNG... Phenomenon, DS9 Phenomenon, yeah. Voyager, like Voyager's yeah. coming, and they're like, "Hey, we want to use your character. Yeah, we'll give you a flat sum." I'd be like, "Fuck that." Well, then give the dude like, "Oh yeah, I." I uh, you just gotta do what you gotta do, man. Give right? him like, the you, royalties. Just give him the royalties. Who cares? Like whatever. Um, you know what? Since we haven't talked about the episode yet, I think we're going to take a break and we'll be right back after these messages. Every weekend on Nickelodeon, meet strange and mysterious creatures. The fire-breathing Kukla Khan, the ferocious clan of Kazintis, eerie Aquans, terrible Tribbles, menacing Klingons, terrifying Pterodactyls, and that's only the beginning. Mr. Spark, did you see what I think I just saw? Journey into unknown space with Captain Kirk and the crew of the Starship Enterprise. Beam up to Star Trek every weekend on Nickelodeon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you bought that good and or service. Oh, man, what a great commercial. (laughs) What a great commercial. Buy stuff. It helps the world do 
stuff. Buy stuff. It's your only purpose in life. It will make you happy. It's like a food pellet <laughs> with cocaine in it. All right, so on the planet that the Guardian of Forever is on, although they don't call it that. We owe that guy money now. <laughs> we meet up with uh, Dr. McCoy, who's standing next to a lady yeah. and a griffin. Yeah, we're off to a fucking banging start. Like, there's a, as soon there's as I like saw a, that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's like a pointer sister and a griffin. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not, It's like not Ohura. It's just like, I guess she's a scientist, right? Yeah, she's, she's just like, a scientist lady. Yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, the travelers are coming back. And Kirk and Spock and uh, Red Shirt jump out of the gateway like in the worst animation of running I've it's ever seen. It's not even like running. It's like they're it's like they just show up. They, it's like their legs are moving way too fast for how much they're moving. Yeah, it looks really bad. The whole I show looks it. bad right out the gate. I want everybody <laughs> to know that. <laughs> I I remember it just being like their legs like are, look like they're moving, but they weren't. Maybe I just like wasn't like paying attention, or maybe it just looked that bad. But I was like, are they like just appearing? It was weird. It's just a weird. Maybe it's different in the first one, and I'm thinking because they jump in and out of it like four times. Yeah, they do a bunch of this like going in and out. I'd love to see an edit of all the times somebody ever jumped in the Guardian of Forever with, like, Benny Hill music behind it. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping in and out. (laughs) I mean, they're, like, idiots for going into this thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we went back to observe the dawn of the Orion civilization. We just stood there and watched. Yeah, like, what were you doing? (laughs) And what, what were you doing, like, like... This isn't like a insurrection where they have like elaborate fucking like like disguises and like cloaking suits and shit. No, like they just, just go there and stand. There. Whatever. Good thing the Griffin didn't go there. That dude would have caused some trouble. But <laughs> I'm like, this fucking Griffin can talk. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the Orions had talking Griffins back then. Maybe that's where all of like our myths come from. Just Star Trek dragons and shit go back in time, it and seems we're just like, like it. Yeah, we're just like, it's like ancient aliens, right? Like, we just make myths of them then. Josh, do you believe in ancient aliens? Do I believe in ancient aliens? Uh, it's fun. It's fun it's to think about. Fun. It's fun. I would love to see you go up in front of, like, a scientific dais. Like, and you've got, it's like, fun. all your papers and everything, and you shuffle them up, and you say, on the topic of ancient <laughs> aliens... It's fun. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> and then they all go, yay, and throw all their papers in the air. And I go, see you next year. Have a good summer. <laughs> Stay cool. I'll sign your yearbook in the hall. <laughs> it's fun. But, like, Spock jumps out of the, the Guardian of Forever, and everybody's like, who in the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, Spock comes out, and Bones is like, uh, a Vulcan, like he's kind of like, yeah. kind of like, like taken aback. Like he's like, you introduce us to your friend, and he's like, that's Spock. Are you dumb? And he's You've like, known him for like you five about? years. Yeah, and he's like, nah, this is your first officer. He's the coolest. <laughs> oh no, that doesn't happen yet. Uh, they, no, that's up. That's up on the ship. Yeah, they beam back to the ship. It, like Kirk's like, let's go back to the ship. I don't know why you guys don't know Spock. And Spock's yeah. like, oh, it's because we changed time somehow. Yeah, they, like, stepped on, a, like, a flower and then the butterfly effect. 
it's like it's, that movie, The Butterfly Effect, <laughs> starring Ashton. I don't, Kutcher. I don't get the connection, Josh. That's it. But, <laughs> like uh, they they beam up at Scotty. He's like, "Hey, what the fuck is that green blooded hobgoblin doing here?" <laughs> And Kirk's like, you better show my first officer some respect. And an, an Andorian walks out, a pink Andorian. He's, he's pink? He's pink. And he no, walks, he's blue. He's pink. What is going on with your eyes? I don't remember. Like, I remember him being pink several times in the episode. <laughs> Maybe I saw him as blue. Maybe he's kind of like a light blue. He's probably are you colorblind? Blue? Yes, Josh. But he's also probably blue and like half... Or more Wait, of the you shots. are for real? Did I know this? Yeah, I said it earlier in this episode. Oh man, where was I on the show? <laughs> he's blue. Yeah, he's blue. I'm telling you, he's blue about 99 percent of the time. He's pink when he steps out just then. Oh, oh, like because like the animation yeah. changes. I hate that. He he is like a very strange greenish shade of blue most of the time. Anyway, he looks sick. He looks like he's yeah. like sickly. But which like I don't know. He if comes out and he's know. pink when the camera's on him for a second, and then it cuts back <laughs> and he's like blue green again afterwards. Is what I was saying. <laughs> I don't remember that. It either. is a coloring error. So they were like, quickly paint these three cells this color. <laughs> Um, but he's like, everybody treats me with respect because I'm a warrior. Yeah, Commander Thielen. Yeah, Thielen. 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 He's, it's cool to see an Andorian. Yeah, it's, I like finally. how they were like, I like how they were like, well, if it's not a Vulcan, it's gotta be one of these other ones, right? <laughs> it's not a Vulcan, we'll just put whatever the other one is. I got an Andorian, I guess, I don't know. It's like, what? And they're like, yeah, Thielen's been your first officer for five years. Yeah, what is happening? And then Spock Seriously. and Kirk, in the first of many times in this episode, are just like, oh, we must have changed time, and that's what happened. They just, just understand calm about immediately. It. <laughs> yeah, you know, like kind of like the first time you went into that fucking thing. Yeah, it's weird how it just happened exactly the same way again. It's a good thing that the Guardian of fucking Forever is like super cool about people using him, because he could just go back in time to whenever the fuck. He's like, fine, yeah, fix it, whatever. <laughs> we'll just go back and fix it. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the briefing room, and uh, the red shirt is, he shows the log from the mission, and he's like, yeah, we didn't do anything to change events of the future, though. Yeah, we didn't, yeah, which, like, when I watched it, I was like, well, you went, that's changing yeah. it. Like, that automatically. It's like the Heisenberg, uncer- it's like, not that, it's the observer theory, where, like, if you look at something quantumly, like, it changes it, which is yeah. super fucking weird. That is a weird theory, but it's, like, it really makes you think about things, especially, like... Dude, it's crazy, dude. Time travel, like, you can't even just look into the past, then. That's, like, that shit with, like, the LHC, and people are like, what if we, like, fuck shit up? Yeah. We're, like, bouncing quantum fucking particles around like it's, like, whatever the fuck. Like, what if we're, like, really fucking up time? Look, it's all in the name of science, and if we fuck <laughs> up existence, who fucking cares? It sucks. That's, well, we might have made it suck. I guess that's true. Right? It would be weird if we made it suck on that level, though, where it's, like, the universe is normal, but Earth sucks now. Dude, it's The Fold. <laughs> you gotta read the book The Fold. I'll, I'll have to. Let me... It's not Riverdale. You'll like it. Do I, have, I haven't watched Riverdale. I don't know if I like it. Let me. You're gonna love name. it. You're gonna love uh, it. 
I believe it's by it's uh, not Ernest Klein, but the guy's name is Kleins. His last name's Kleins. All right, I jotted it down this time. It's a good book. I, I, they talk about stuff that you would like too. Uh, not just sciencey science fiction stuff. I love there's science-y a, science fiction stuff. There's a Bugs Bunny reference. The whole <gasps> book is like a Bugs I Bunny. Love, I love Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, you gotta read it. It's like a book made for you. Um, you actually talked about it in the last episode. Uh, I did. Episode I've been on it lately. Well. I'll yeah. have to give that a read. Like I've been looking for something when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. I, I need to not be looking at a screen because my eyes are gonna fall out of my fucking. Face. Oh, mine are too. <laughs> so I have a book sitting next to me that I read while I'm taking breaks. That's good. And I've been reading uh, this 1993 like memoir that uh, Shatner wrote, quote unquote. Okay. And uh, it's fucking hilarious because it's he's like so fucking full of himself. Yeah, he's such a dick. He's like he's a dick about everybody except Roddenberry, whose dick he just sucks right off the whole book. Really? Yeah. I guess he kind of knew he was like dying, right? Was Roddenberry dead at that point? I don't know. He... I think he was dead by then. Yeah, that's probably why he probably didn't want to like, yeah, like call him a <laughs> the dead guy a dick. <laughs> Maybe not. The guy who gave him a career. He died in 91, so yeah. Yeah, this came out in 93. Yeah. But uh, it's called, like, Star Trek in My Words or something. Hmm. But it has a lot of interesting stories and stuff in it. Anyway, I need a new book afterwards, so I'll look at the fold. I'll have to get it, like, physically somehow. Uh, There's this place called Bookstores. What? (laughs) A what store? Wait. A, A book what? Is that like a Hulu for your books? <laughs> uh, but like Spock is like, the change must have happened while we were back in time. Like while we were missing from this universe, something else changed time. Right. And so which is like, kind of a clever. It's kind of clever how they do this. Kinda. I, I at first I was like that's stupid, but then I was like, no, that makes sense because it's a paradox, right? So like. It doesn't make sense automatically anyway, but it's kind of neat how they do it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, explain. it is a paradox. That it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing. It's, right. it's like a causality loop. He just hasn't right. completed his part of the causality loop yet. They're, you're just watching them right at the point when they're realizing that they need to complete the causality loop, which is really cool. Like, I love that shit. Yeah. Um, so, like, they check out Starfleet records on Spock, and, like, he's never served in Starfleet at all. And they're like, well, yeah. okay, what about his family history? And they're like, well, uh, Sarek has been an ambassador for 30 years. Right. And uh, 17 Federation planets in the past 30 years. And Spock's like, well, that's not right. Right. Because he, he's supposed to be, like, a councilman, right? And he's like, well, what about... Uh, his wife and son and he's like oh they're both dead yeah like spock died when he was seven years old and amanda grayson died right afterwards in a shuttle accident going back to earth because their parents the parents split up and look the federation still exists it's not like george kirk died or anything (laughs) look spock is not as important as george kirk (laughs) 
Apparently. He's only like the most important Star Trek character. Apparently not. George Kirk is George. the most important Star Trek character. This character you we... don't remember or have never seen in any way. You've heard talked about in passing maybe once. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah, he's the crux that the fucking he's the linchpin of the Federation. The thing is in like the long storied history of the Federation, Captain Kirk is like a hero, but he's not like the linchpin of the Federation or right. anything. Like, like there's other shit happening. Yeah, right? like, like Archer yeah. would be more appropriate. Like right, if Archer's Archer would, dad right. died. Right, that would be better, right? Yeah. But, uh, but like George Kirk. <laughs> they're like, well, we need to figure out what the fuck is going on, so let's go back to the planet. We're going to talk to. Let's ask the robot. <laughs> We're gonna talk to the Griffin and the Pointer Sister first. <laughs> I like how the Grif- I laughed out loud when the gut when the Griffin I don't know what his name is uh, is looking at the tricorder. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous fucking shot. I didn't laugh and- out loud then. I laughed out loud when he talked and had <laughs> the most normal guy voice I've like- ever heard. He's like, okay, let me check that. <laughs> He's like, well, I've looked up, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> He's like your dad's friend from work. He's just a griffin. <laughs> um, but they're like, yeah, all we did was like scan recent Vulcan history 30 years in the past. Yeah. And nobody's like, maybe that did it? <laughs> that could have done it. They're all just like, oh, well, uh, when did when did Spock die? And they're like, oh, he died dur- during the Caswan. The yeah. like journey into adulthood, which apparently happens when you're seven. It's like Pokemon for Vulcans. Go out into the wilderness and just live out there. At least in Pokemon, you're ten. He's yeah, seven. seven. Seven is like pretty young, but they're Vulcan, right? So they're like advanced and shit. Yeah, I guess Vulcans in like like fucking second grade are doing like calculus and crap. I guess my question is, how many Vulcan children just die being torn to pieces by those giant neon fucking monsters that live in the <laughs> desert? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. But it's part of their history, dude. Who knows? I mean, far be it from me or whatever. But I mean, I don't think I would want my kid to go out into the desert like that. And just, it depends like, on how much I up. like the kid, I guess. Yeah, uh, if it was a bad kid, I'd be like, yeah, you just go live out there. <laughs> I feel like your Kaswan is only two years. Go ahead. Take your sailot with you. So um, Spock's like, oh, yeah, the, my Kaswan happened on the 20th day of Tasmin. Yeah, which I think is July. <laughs> He's like, that's the day that my cousin saves me in the desert. And Kirk's like, oh, well, what was his name? And I got a chuckle out of the fact that he goes, yeah. I was very young, so I don't remember. I don't recall. His name was Selick. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Selick. And I was like, Tom Selick is your cousin? I got to laugh at that, too. But I love that he says he doesn't remember. And then, and then he then immediately says, says the says name it. right afterwards. Dude, animation writing, dude. It's so dumb. He's like, yeah, my cousin Tom Selick saved me. <laughs> When I was attacked in the wild. And Kirk, Kirk's like, okay, I see what's happening. And he's like, Spock, did he look like you? And then Spock was like, yes. Because <laughs> like, Kirk well. has seen sci-fi before, so he knows about these type of stories. Kirk read the script before they shot the show. He's like, did he look like you? And Spock's like, yes, he looked just like me. And I know exactly, exactly what you're thinking about. I couldn't remember his name, but I can picture him clearly. He looked exactly like me, and he had my voice. 
<laughs> so they do this again later with Alexander, right? Like, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Oh fuck, I forget the the guy's name. Oh but, man, I don't remember. Oh, frick, I'm a, I gotta look that up. But um, he's Spock's like, yeah, I know, I know what you're thinking, and I think you're right. I must have been the one that saved myself. I was my own cousin Selick. I was, <laughs> which is crazy. And then he's just like, all right. I'm gonna go back in time and save myself. Bye. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> bye bye. And then he goes in, and then he's all by himself. So I thought that was interesting too. Like nobody goes with him. Yeah. Yeah. They're that just was like, you have to go. This is like a Spock episode. I do really like that Kirk's like, hey Guardian, is there any way to change what it ha- what happened before? And the Guardian's like, yeah, jump on in. Yeah, the Guardian's like super fucking cool. He's like, yeah, I don't know. People just climb inside me all the time. I he's, guess go back. He's like, yeah, go for it. Whatever. Not my time stream. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm separate from all this nonsense. Who gives a shit? And uh, <laughs> there is a there is a great scene where he's talking to um, the Andorian who took his place. Yeah, uh, Thalen. Thiel, and he's, he's like, Andorians aren't known for their charity, and Thalen says, but they are known for their love of family, and I yeah. understand you wishing to save your mother. Yeah. So I'll wish you a great life in your own timeline. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah, he gets in the solar, the Vulcan, uh, live long and prosper, so that was cool. That was. I really, you I kinda... love in anything... In absolutely anything, like real life movies, like fucking, or in real life, in regular movies, in sci-fi, and yeah. fantasy, I love a bunch of different races of people working together. I do too. That's why the X Men are great. Yeah, I just, I absolutely love all these people from all these completely different backgrounds coming together and like doing great Common shit cause. together. Yeah, yeah, they're the the best. Uh the best uh, story arc from Babylon 5 that happens and I'm like and that's when I was like oh this is this is cool and then it gets when does that happen they fight like these like aliens from like X like a different galaxy or something well that's like the thing I love about the Dominion War is it forces all the races into working with each other like races that had never worked together before yeah it's like the World War 2 of space where you're like well I guess we'll fight with the Russians even though they're pretty bad yeah right (laughs) And like, well, I mean, all fantasy is built on Lord of the Rings, and Lord of yeah. the Rings is about the different races coming together and working yeah, yeah. together. You got to put aside your bullshit. And just like everything that it, uh, that's about all different races coming together and working out, there's a bunch of regular white dudes, right? And then one of each other race. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but stories. Uh, they're like, uh, all right, so I need a, a Vulcan desert suit and boots. This is great. I love this part. And so they beam it down. They just make it. Like the costuming department is what they call it. Yeah, which is, which is they touch on this in, um, in Enterprise, too, where there's like a quartermaster and like they don't have replicators yet. So they, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they make this fucking shit like instantly on this oh, show, yeah. though. That's called the wardrobe section. The wardrobe section, yeah. So he's like, I would, I need a purse. <laughs> I need yeah. a purse from eight eighty eight seventy six or whatever Vulcan years. And it's like eighty eight seventy seven. 
I was close. Shit. You were very close. I remember numbers pretty well. Uh, yeah, so, like, but, like, how much has Vulcan, like, like, fashion changed in, like, 30 years? I don't know. But they just those, make it. They just know already. They're like, here you go. They just sew, like, a purse together for it? And a I guess. Hood? That's cool. But, uh, like... I love that his disguise is so well thought out. The desert soft suit and boots with a carry bag. Right. And he's going to be super incognito, but he's wearing the collar of a Starfleet uniform, and the blue is perfectly visible. Yeah. At all times. Like, you you got another shirt maybe you can put on, Spock? Like, shouldn't Sarek be like, uh, aren't you wearing a Starfleet uniform? <laughs> and also, is that even a Starfleet uniform right now? <laughs> yeah, that looks like it might be a Starfleet uniform, but it is it is different. Super weird looking. I thought they had those crazy, crazy suits that they wore. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, it would be, like, the beige sweatshirts with the turtlenecks. Oh, really? Yeah, from, like, the cage. Oh yeah, I guess so. Because I, I mean, so. I imagine those were in use for a while before they got replaced. With I these. guess because of Discovery, though, it's those like jumpsuits now, right? Oh yeah, well that was like ten years before. So maybe it's like a even lesser good version, like an Enterprise like jumpsuit, maybe right? where they're wearing that like like NASA outfit. So it makes sense that he doesn't think that's a Starfleet uniform. Yeah, but it's I still wouldn't shirt. have worn it. It's I would have been like. Shirt looks weird. Yeah, all it took was for there to be a rip anywhere that there was a Starfleet uniform. And yeah, then your cover's blown, man. Then you gotta, like, lie about that shit. But oh well. Oh well. <laughs> but, uh, Spock Scooby-Doo runs into the Guardian and travels back to Shikar. Not to be confused with Shakar. Shakar. The guy that Kira fucks. Yeah, Kira fucks the president. Yeah, President (laughs) Shakar. President President. of those pants. President fucks a lot. Man, if I ever get to be president, I hope that's how I'm remembered. (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't beat Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton fucked at least two ladies, so... It wasn't sex, though. He said it wasn't. He said it wasn't, so it wasn't. That's how it works. That's how it works. (laughs) But, like, Spock is just, like, standing outside a gate watching a bunch of bullies beat up his younger self. Oh, man. These kids, like, wreck him. And they're also wearing, like, weird sashes. Yeah, they're wearing, like, like, hall monitor sashes and underpants and nothing (laughs) else. And underoos. Vulcan underoos. And they're, like, yelling emotionally at him. Yeah, they couldn't get the kids to act Vulcan, right? Like, because literally, I think the... Uh, if I'm inferring correctly from the list of who is playing whom, uh, I think Keith Sutherland is the young, a young kid, and I think yeah. that's the 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 son probably of the director. Right? I will say that I noticed this mm-hmm. that throughout the episode, Spock's little kid actor gets very slightly better at being a young Spock until yeah, the very like, end of the episode where he's like a little, he's quite a bit better. At maybe it. that's on purpose because like he kind of learns, right? He yeah, learns maybe. Could be. But it doesn't make sense that the other kids all yelled and shit, but whatever. No, it kind of it's it's like. Do you think that this is where Abrams stole that shit in the beginning of the first? J.J. Uh, Abrams has never watched Star Trek, sir. <laughs> 
That's true. I doubt he would have ever watched this, but I, I imagine it's very if similar. He walked up to J.J. Abrams and said, "Hey, J.J., did you know that there was a Star Trek animated series?" He'd be like, "What? <laughs> Star Wars?" I like that you're playing the role of me tonight. I don't even have to be me right now. It's great. I can take the night off. I don't have to hate him so much. I fucking hate JJ. Thank you. Thank God. That's why we're friends. Yeah, that's it. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, like, Spock is like, yeah, my Caswan ordeal is coming up tomorrow night, so I need to ingratiate yeah. myself. It's like a bar mitzvah or like a quinceanera for Vulcans. Except you get sent out into the fucking desert for a day to survive, or a week, or whatever. That would, yeah, it's like uh, 300, right? Like, the king goes out to live in the woods, or whatever the fuck, and that shit. Yeah. King Leonidas. The Kazwan is ten days without food, water, or weapons, and the Vulcans forge. The Forge. They bring back the Forge in uh, Enterprise, too. They talk about the Forge. It's the hottest place on Vulcan. It's like uh, Death Valley, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but he he's like, yeah, I gotta ingratiate myself to the Sarek family. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, he just introduces himself to Sarek. He's like, hey, I'm your cousin, Selick. And he's like, oh, alright. Yeah. I guess and it Sarek- would have been difficult to write an explanation that would make sense. Yeah, plus Vulcans are honest, right? Like, why Like why would he not be? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess it's they're a little true. More, they're a little more trusting, like, in, in a sense that they're, like... Well, yeah, Vulcans don't lie, is the Yeah, thing. they don't lie, right. Even, so, yeah. Except Spock can't, because he's, he's half human. Yeah, he can lie pretty well. He, he, he does a pretty good job lying about this. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm your cousin, Selleck, and I'm just passing through. I'm headed towards our family's... Uh, resting place their tombs to pay my respects yeah. so they're related to Tapel. he says Tapel, yeah. and Tapel is like super important vulcan yeah like Tapel is really actually important. in tos yes she's in the enterprise too yeah she's like a super old lady in tos yeah she's an old lady in tos and in uh, enterprise she's like 30 <laughs> i do i do really like the explanation of the caswan ordeal Mm-hmm. And that, like, before they embraced logic, they were like a warrior race. Yeah. And they believed that logic might rob them of their physical abilities. So they went out and, like, tested themselves. Yeah, so, like, the Kaswan is a way to keep them from becoming weak and helpless because of their logic-based... Sounds a little side. Romulan to me. Maybe. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it has its origins in, like the proto-Vulcan society that eventually yeah. split into Vulcans Before and the schism, yeah. That's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I, the Vulcans are super strong, right? Like, they're, like, oh, yeah. really fucking strong. It, you know what's weird is that Romulans are never described as being that strong. I think they are. Like, I think that they are that strong, but, like, they're... I mean, at that point, like, whatever, I mean, right? however like, long it's been since they, like, split... Um, Romulans have been living on a planet with normal gravity. Like, Vulcan right. has higher gravity is why they're supposed to is be so much Is that why? Stronger. It's like a John Carter yeah. explanation. It's I not- just like that they're just stronger. Because, like, why wouldn't they be? Right? Like, I don't think you really need to, I like... I think that's the explanation. I don't remember exactly. We always talk about, like, did the Romulans, like, engineer themselves a little differently? Yeah, right? They like, could did be they- using, like... Um, DNA engineering on themselves. Yeah, they could have modified it. 
they talk about in Enterprise how like um, Vulcans have like the second eyelids and shit like that. Oh yeah, because the light because they're on a fucking desert planet as well. They have to block out the sand. Archer is like, why don't why don't you wear these glasses? And then T'Pol is like, I don't need your glasses. My eyes are glasses. Yeah. And and Archer's like, huh? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Vulcan has considerably higher gravity and thinner atmosphere, and also higher base temperatures than Earth. So, well, it would fucking suck to live there. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. I don't want to fucking live on Vulcan. Living like just like thirty pounds heavier. Ugh. <laughs> well, as a that. Vulcan, you'd be strong as fuck though because of yeah, it. So it doesn't yeah. matter. As a person, as a human though, you'd be like, ugh. Oh yeah. I like how the kids call little Spock Earther. Like, yeah, that's a slur, buddy. Super fucking insulting, dude. Uh, Amanda Grayson lives on Vulcan with no problem. She must be strong as fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to get into gets- a fist fight with Amanda Grayson. <laughs> She also gets fucked by a Vulcan, so, like, that probably makes her stronger. <laughs> She's the type of lady that could fucking punch your head off, and you wouldn't even realize that's, it. That's my type of lady. That's Josh's got I'm... a thing for Amanda Grayson, everybody. <laughs> Not a redhead, though, but we'll we'll work around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let Sarek find out about that, especially not near the pond far. It wouldn't be logical for him to get in a fight with me, unless it's Ponfar, like you said. Yeah, he would rip you apart on Ponfar. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll take one of those Vulcan sticks and just be like, whatever, let's fight. <laughs> that worked out for Kirk real well. Yeah, he almost died. <laughs> but, um, he, like, kind of, like, ingratiated some- himself with him, and he's like, I'll stay at your house, right? And they're like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and he talks to Amanda about Spock's position, and Amanda, like, has this weird, like... I, I like, saw it for one split second as, like, a Back to the Future moment where it seems like she's kind of attracted to her own adult son. Oh, no. Where she's like, you understand him better than his father does. Yeah, I think, yeah, they were going for the, like... Like you're very insightful or whatever, and uh, they both kind of they kind of hint that both of them maybe know something's up because Sarek is like, for a moment I thought like I recognized you, yeah. and Spock Spock's like must be the resemblance to our forefather. Yeah, like he bullshits his way out it's of it. It's real clever. He pulls that card out real quick. Yeah, and it's like now nah, I'm your son from the future, dude. I went through a robot gate. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to explain that one. Uh, I mean, logically, he should be able to explain it, and it would be fine, but he would change the timeline. Vulcans are super not into time travel. They really hate it. I don't doubt that. It's very illogical. They, uh, in Enterprise, they're always like, the line is like the Vulcan uh, science director has said that time travel is impossible. Like they repeat that line over and over again, and Archer is like, yeah. I heard about it. We're fucking time traveling. <laughs> like he's like, I'm here fucking with the Vulcan science director. It says. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, Spock has his fucking pet Salat. Its name is Ichea. Yeah, Salats are like super like saber tooth tigers, right? Yeah, and it looks like a Scooby Doo character. It is a Scooby Doo. I think it's like a like a wacky races character. It really is. It even has like the voice that almost sounds like it's talking. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking super Hanna-Barbera. And really out of place in the show, even, but in in reality, well, reality, the reality of Star Trek Salots are like they're like Big cats, right? Yeah, they're like, like they're giant saber-toothed cat yeah. monsters. They'll like kill you. They're like fucking crazy. 
Although, they do have them as pets sometimes. They do keep them as pets. They're, I have one in Star Trek Online. They're it's only cute. slightly smaller than wild salots, apparently. Yeah. But uh, Aichea wants to go on the Kaswan, and of course, he can't. That's not allowed. So Spock's like, no. No, Aichea, I don't want you to go. That's how he talks. The the thing that happens before that is that Spock is talking to his mom, and he's like, uh, oh, he's going on his Kaswan tomorrow, right? And she's like, no, it's in a month. And he's like, what? What? Yeah, he's like, what? Year is it? <laughs> Did I misremember or make a mistake? But then, of course, it turns out that Spock sneaks out at night to go on his right. own cast one. He goes before he's supposed to because he wants to prove that it. Because his dad's filling his brain full of crazy shit. His, his dad's, dad's being a real fucking asshole, is yeah, what he's well, that's doing. Him. That's fucking Sarek, right? Yeah. Like, Sarek's like the worst father of all time. He's like, pretty fucking bad. He's like, uh, you. He's like, you'll do it, and you'll do it perfectly. And he's like, but what right. if I don't, Dad? And he's like, you will you disappoint me, or you, yeah. you know, you won't disappoint me. And he's like, oh, yeah. So it's he's shitty. like, I'm gonna go out and find out whether I'm meant to be Vulcan or human, because that's something that uh, Sarek puts in his head. Yeah, he fills his head full of crazy. And Spock remembers. Like dads are want to do. It does happen. <laughs> Uh, adult Spock is like, of course. Like, I forgot right. somehow that I did this. Because the show requires me to not remember this. Because I got hit in the head a lot during my adventures. <laughs> but he, like, Spock goes into the desert and Aichea the Salat follows him. I'm coming way through. <laughs> Are you going to ditch me? Come on, Spock. <laughs> But uh, they go out into the desert, and there's some great animation of a silhouette walking through the desert that gets shown like 30 times. Yeah, they reuse the shit out of it. And uh, <laughs> Spock gets attacked alongside Aichea by a big fucking neon green ass monster. It's like a dinosaur. <laughs> it's a Lamatea? A Not to be confused with a Tomotea. Tomotea? Like, is that Spanish for like. Tomatoes, <laughs> tomatillo, tomatillo. There it is. I don't. I took German. I think Lamaya is the name of it. A Lamaya, a Lamaya, Lamaya, M A T Y A. Okay. And it doesn't matter because it never shows up in Star Trek ever again. It's the only one on Vulcan. It's endangered species, it's, and they kill it. It's gone now. <laughs> it's dead. But, like, Spock, it doesn't kill it. It gives it a Vulcan nerve pinch. I thought he, like, snuck up behind it and snapped its neck and did the, shh, go to sleep. Snapped its neck like fucking Big Boss. Dragged <laughs> its corpse into a trash can. <laughs> but uh, he's like, oh, no, Aichea is badly injured. That didn't happen in my timeline. What the fuck? Yeah, he gets stung by, like, it has, like, poison or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Has poisoned claws, which seems like it would be a problem if it scratched itself or something, but whatever. Nah, that shit's immune. Like, snakes can't bite themselves, right? If a scorpion stings itself, it dies. That's because scorpions are idiots. Scorpions aren't <laughs> smart, but I don't want to say that on the podcast in case one hears and comes after me. So scorpions are super shoes. smart. <laughs> I had an ex-girlfriend from Arizona who would check her shoes, and I was, I'd be like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm checking my shoes. 
I'm like, we don't have that shit here. You don't have to do that. Check your shoes for spiders. Check your shoes for, like, cat throw-up. That's the main concern in my house. That's also true here, but... uh, No scorpions, though. I One time when I was a kid, I went to put my foot into a boot. Ah, fuck this story already. I, I stopped... For some reason, like I don't know why I stopped. You're you're psychic. But I pulled my foot back, and there was a humongous fucking spider looking up at me from in the boot. In the boot. Nah, man. And I nah. threw the boot out the window. Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> I threw it into the fucking snow out the window. You threw it out the window, and like yeah. all you hear outside is, ah! <laughs> and a it's car so crashes. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant the spider was screaming. Oh, the spider? <laughs> no, fuck that, man. It's so cold! We used to get these really big spiders uh, at my old house that were like these big fucking black and yellow things. Oh my god. Um, it was terrifying. Like, I remember seeing one. It made this huge web in between these hedges, like, like, like the size of a doorway. The web was so big. And I was like, this is fucked up. Dude, I, was I remember watching, being, like, terrified of it. I was watching Raiders the other day, and you know the part at the beginning where the guy gets the spiders all over him? Yeah, and he brushes them off he, with the whip. He just brushes them off. I told I told my wife 100%, if that ever happened to me, I would pull my gun out and blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Because Game that's over, enough man. for me. That's enough there's living. there's, like, 30 tarantulas on your back. That is like, nope. enough living for me. I'm done. I mean, you hate you hate spiders like, yeah. a lot. I, yeah. I had arachnoph- I still have arachnophobia, but when I was a kid... On DVD like, or on VHS? Oh, I would never have that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, as a kid, like, I was terrified of spiders. Like, I would, like, flip my fucking shit when I saw a spider. As an adult, yeah. like, I go into, like, Terminator vision, where my vision just fucking you turns just red, them. and I have to murder. I that's have good, to. That's okay. Like, people are always, like... Spiders are good or whatever. Yeah. Like that's that's fine, but like they're also horrifying. People that kill me because they're like, well, if spiders went around, there'd be bugs everywhere. Yeah, bugs don't bother me, dipshit. <laughs> like that's fine. Right. I don't care. It's, it's like the people who are like, well, car accidents are way more frequent than airplane accidents, and it's like, yeah, but I'm not afraid of driving in a car. Yeah, that's well, a big difference. It's it's true. That is very true. That's th- people are always saying that to me when they find out that I have they like try to well they try to logic your fear away yeah. and it's like and that's it's like not how it works a phobia is an irrational yeah. fear it's I can't irrational. help it I can't fix it yeah and I've tried trust me I've it doesn't definitely work. made it less bad by like having 30 tarantulas on you <laughs> no I would just kill myself but uh, tarantulas are fucking scary dude uh, I had a friend in high school who had a tarantula yeah. And I never went to his house. Ever. Did you not even to burn it down? No. Not even to burn <laughs> it down because then maybe the tarantula would survive and he then would it would get, get outside. Out. That's so that's such a fear thought. That's such an irrational <laughs> that's so true though. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh this is a big green dog, so it's not as scary. But <laughs> it it does get choked out really easily, but Ichea, Spock's beloved pet, is badly injured. And Spock's like, well, we need to go to the city, but it's a really long ways away. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll go. And the kid's like, no, it's my responsibility. I'll go. I'll go save Ichea. Yeah. And so he goes and he has his own Bonfar, Bonsoir, whatever. Bonsoir. Coswan? Bonsui. Man. <laughs> 
if this was a real thing, all these other names would be super racist to be saying. <laughs> Good thing we got a couple of years yet till the Vulcans land in Bozeman, Montana. I can get all my racisms out. Hopefully they don't listen to podcasts to find out about human they beings. They wouldn't care anyway, dude. They think we're idiots. And so we whatever. are. Well, yeah, but like... We're the dumbest fucking people in the entire universe. Yeah, well, then we save everybody, so get over it. We become good eventually. (laughs) Yeah, we figure it out, sort of. But he goes to find a healer... And the healer, like, is tells he's like, hey, aren't you the Spock that's po- fond of human pranks? Yeah, he's the boy who cried Saylot. And I'm like, wait a second, Spock was pranking people as a kid. Dude, pranks? He was a, he had his own YouTube channel called Spock Pranks. <laughs> Spanks. <laughs> Spranks was the name spranked. of it. And his catchphrase was, "You got spranked. You just got spranked." <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, He's Sarah. Sorry, Dad. You just got spranked. He was big into pranks, dude. You didn't know that? Apparently. But he's like... <laughs> Everybody knew that. He's like, no, nah, have I ever lied, though? And he's like, no. Somehow I know yeah. that. So let's go. I'm an old man who's wise. Let's get in my pink space car. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'd get in a pink space car any day. <laughs> this fucking dude, I laughed at the pink space car. I was like, what in the fuck? This old-ass doctor has got a Corvette. He's driving dude, his kid around it. The thing that I laughed about with the pink space car is that it bends when it moves. Yeah, it's, it's like Because it's fucking animated. terrible filmation animation. Yeah, it's like a clip art moving across it's, it's like, like weird. fucking when speed buggy talks it just it like yeah. bends in weird ways but it's just a regular vehicle yeah and anyway. it's gotta be uh the healer arrives and he's like yeah he's he's gonna die i can either uh euthanize him or he can live a long like a painful five minutes that's your right. choices and spock makes the correct wise choice that he'll have to let Aichea go and it's fucking. This is like the saddest shit. Like yeah. it turns into fucking Futurama's Jurassic Bark. Oh all of a sudden. man, not that sad. Jesus. Like, like I was like, fuck, dude. Like I don't want to fucking get involved with this Salot euthanasia. <laughs> like get the fuck out of here. It's it's that decision though, right? Like he has to yeah. to like he wants to keep Aichea, and that's a very emotional need. It's attachment. Or yeah, he, wants the, yeah. he can release Aichea from his suffering, which is a very logical decision. He has to choose right. between the human option or the Vulcan the option. The Vulcan option. And he chooses and he the Vulcan. the Vulcan. He decides to be a Vulcan. So, uh, they, they go back to Sarek's house, and he says, Sarek says, I'm proud of you, Spock. I'll never say this to you again in your entire yeah. life. I'm proud of you. I'm just gonna fuck you up even more forever over time until you're in, until you're incredibly messed up from all of this. At, at a certain point, we're literally never going to speak to each other again. And you'll probably do something crazy, like go to Romulus and try to just fucking whatever. blow it up. <laughs> hey, did you hear about uh, the Kirk series is taking Romulus exploding into its timeline? Wait, oh, the, wait, what The series? Picard series, Oh, sorry. the Picard series? The Picard series, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, did you also hear who's in charge of it? Is it Damon Lindelof? No. Think of is, worse. Is it uh, the other guy? <laughs> Probably. Who's the other guy? 
I don't remember his it's name. It's Alex Kurtzman. Kurtzman, yeah, of course it is. Of course, fucking, of course it is. Talk dude. about a fucking red flag right there, but yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a hot take. I'm gonna give you a hot take here. Oh, hot takes. And uh, people might get mad at me for this. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a little article I read that talked about this. That talked about Alex Kurtzman being involved, about like Picard taking right. place after the Romulus explodes, all this stuff. Right. It also said that when Picard was asked to come back on board, or Picard, he's really Picard in real life. Yeah, John Luke Picard, the, the actor. But John when Luke Patrick Picard. Stewart was asked to come back. He said, the only way I'll come back is if it's entirely different from TNG in every way. Okay. He said it has to be completely different. It has to be what people would want, but not what they expect at all. And Well, that should be easy, since my- people are so clear about what they want and expect. Yeah. I, I love Patrick Stewart. He's a great guy, amazing actor. Uh, he is not a writer. No, he's not. And he has agreed to do some genuinely embarrassing terrible roles. <laughs> yeah. I he, don't think he should be deciding whether Star Trek should be more like Star Trek or be completely different. He's also very old. It's true. And when you get old, here's another hot take. When you get old, you start to say crazy stuff. That's not a your hot brain take is, as much as it is the real world. Yeah, but nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear, like, Patrick Stewart might not be, like, at his best, right? Like, look, I, I love mean, Patrick Stewart. It sucks to, to think about, but, I mean, he is getting older. I love that man. And when he goes, it'll be horrible. Yeah. But Patrick Stewart is... I don't... Like you said, I don't think he should be, like, determining... This- what goes on who knows but yeah but he's already saying like that stuff it's like another red flag right like people people talk to me all the time they're like oh well like i would like it if patrick stewart got more involved with like the writing and behind the scenes stuff and i'm like patrick stewart is one of the greatest actors of our generation yeah he He doesn't do that stuff he might be the best actor of our generation i don't know it's probably between him and his best friend ian mckellen yeah they're great who's the best actor of our generation they're both great uh, right. Neither of them are writers, though. Right. And, like, writing is an entirely different skill than acting. Yeah. It, it requires a, a, a certain, like, forethought that a lot of people don't have. Like, to see, to write something and to see, like, a tone. It's tough. It's really fucking hard yeah. to do. And I mean, like... Understanding what Star Trek is, I feel like Patrick Stewart probably understands what Star Trek is and what it means better than a lot of the people that were on it. Yeah. But he's not, like, a fan. He was never a Star Trek fan before the show, and he's probably not even thought about it since, for the most part. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Not really devil. I'm, I'm gonna talk us down, both of us, from the ledge here. Sure. This could just be some article bullshit. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? And I'm hoping that it is just, like, a write-up about some shit. Alex Kurtzman, that worries the fuck out of me. Because he sucks ass at everything he's ever done. It's true. It's terrible. Um, The Romulan thing is fine. Because, like, in the the post-canon that I kind of like, like, the, the game canon, that's a thing. It gives the Romulans something to do, you know? It's true. 
I mean, the thing at the end of the day we're all going to have to remember is that the show's not out yet. Right. And that all of our expectations, one way or the other, could be completely flipped. There's Right. There it is a fear deep within my gut that this show's going to come out and it's going to be exactly what we want. It's going to be, even if it's not exactly what we want. And they're going to hate it. People are going to hate it. Yeah, even if it's not exactly what we want, it's going to be heavily in the spirit of Star Trek. I would prefer that. And then everybody hates it. I would prefer that. The general audiences fucking hate it. They cancel it, and they just double down on dumb shit. I think over time that is way more valid. I mean, like, I mean, we talk about this on, like, Continue and shit, like... Like, people didn't really like Blade Runner. Like, when Blade Runner came out, people were like, what? Like, it looked cool, but people were like, this is weird. And then, like, 30 years later, people are like, this is one of the greatest fucking movies of the century. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it just didn't have its audience, I I think, with Blade Runner. Like, yeah, people weren't, like, ready. They weren't, like, they didn't know. It, yet, was, right? it was a movie before its time. Like, Blade Runner, if I had to pick, like, my single favorite sci fi movie. Yeah. I don't know. I guess RoboCop sci-fi. Yeah. I don't you know. love RoboCop. It would be very difficult, and it always has been, to choose between RoboCop and Blade Runner. Because I Blade fucking love is, Blade yeah. Runner. I, I just mean, like, I would prefer it to be not good in its time, but be great overall. Like, I would, I always oh, I would re- prefer that. I would prefer that between the two options for sure, but maybe... Yeah, I would rather... Uh, I if would it hate sucks, to live through the backlash against that. I don't care. I, you know what? People are fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, people aren't people smart. Like, people like dog shit, and they're like fine with like stupid shit. I mean, fuck, dude. I watch Riverdale, right? It's you terrible. You love stupid shit. It's true. It's it's stu- <laughs> but like that's Archie and like who like nobody's clamoring for, like Archie doesn't mean anything. Archie right? has no secondary level of meaning behind right. it at all. It's just it's a comic about a kid who like has three ways with two girls, right? I mean, like I mean, he so, wishes, but whatever. He wishes, but like yeah, it's like his love triangle, right? Which is dumb. It's like a 50s fucking, like, dumb shit. Yeah. But Star Trek has, like, as we'll see, like, with especially the next episode that we do, like, oh, yeah. how we get fucking... To do the inner light next. Jesus. How Im- important the show, like, is. Like, how good it is. Well, since we do have a little bit more of the episode to talk about, and we've gone on a tangent for about an hour... <laughs> Uh, We'll take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Imagine, if you will, an announcer you can barely understand. He refers to a... But you're not quite sure what he said. He seems to be eating something. Or perhaps he's a little drunk. It's remotely possible that he just said something about... The scary door. and bombs are useless against the aliens. The saucers, they's a creation. In the end, it was not guns or bombs that defeated the aliens, but that humblest of all God's creatures, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And we're back with the thrilling conclusion of the episode yesteryear. It turns out it was man. (laughs) Turns out it's man. 
<laughs> the scary door. But, uh, like, Spock is like, I can't believe that Aichea died, you know? Like, this didn't happen yeah. the first time I went through my fake Keswan or whatever. So it didn't happen, which is weird. Yeah, that's the weird thing about this episode is, like, he does change history. Right, he he kind of makes himself I don't know better. I guess I don't know. Is that it's not a causality loop? Is the thing because the same thing has to happen in a causality loop. Right now, you've gone into alternate reality, right? Where you're you've branched off, which is super strange to happen in an animated episode. (laughs) Right, and like, but then they go back. He goes back, and like, uh, it's everything's fine. Yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah, which is super fucking weird. I don't know. And Kirk says, you know, it's not. Uh, it wasn't How does he go back? Huh? How does he get back? He jumps back through the door. The door is there? I guess. It doesn't show that <laughs> side. How does, does he just like have a beeper and he's like, I'm ready. Come well, pick me thing. up at the mall. That's the thing. It doesn't do. It doesn't show that side and sitting on the edge of forever either. They just hop yeah, back it, through. How does it work? I don't know. Do they just like shout under the sun to the stars like, I'm ready, robot. <laughs> That's a good question, actually. I have no fucking clue. I don't... Like, I was trying to think. I was like, wait, how does he go? Like, where does he stand? Like, where, where's the place you go to, Maybe right? if you jump just right, you can go back through. <laughs> it's, it's like 88 miles an hour, right? You yeah. gotta run at, like, You gotta run miles 88 miles per hour and jump through <laughs> it. Vulcans can do it. They're like the cheetahs of... Vulc- Vulcans people. are the cheetahs of humanoids. <laughs> Not even the uh, Cadians can run that fast. <laughs> but... Uh, there's a great line where Kirk says, um, like, the loss of a pet isn't much in, when it comes to the course of time itself. And mm-hmm. Spock says, it, it might be to some people. It might yeah. be to some people. Dude, it sucks, man. Yeah. Losing, that's, that's yeah, it's tough. Losing, especially a childhood pet. Yeah, it's Like, terrible, I'm not going to tell the story about me losing my childhood pet, but it was me fucking neither. traumatizing. All pets are traumatizing, dude. Yeah, losing a pet in general, even as an adult, is just fucking horrible. It's, I think it's worse as an adult, honestly. It's I, way worse. I don't know. As a kid, I I couldn't rationalize anything about it. Like, yeah. I was too young to understand. My default is, like, get mad. Like, I'm a fight, like fight or flight, right? I fight more than I flight ever, always. Yeah. So I, I always just sort of, like, turn it into bitterness. <laughs> yeah, you're like the Donald Duck of humanoids. <laughs> Can he run 88 miles an hour? Or He's swim? got a corkscrew dick, so you're pretty similar. Oh, man, that is, like, way similar. But I have two corkscrew dicks, Because so. <laughs> I'm also half Klingon duck. You know, I would imagine you as a half Klingon. I could see It that. makes sense, right? I, would, yeah. I could play a Klingon. Yeah, I'm like it a... Uh, I'm like the half Vulcan, like, Spock's brother. Oh, uh, in five? Yeah, that's me. Go to Paradise City or whatever the fuck. Take me down to the Paradise <laughs> City. Everyone always thinks that when they yeah. somehow are watching Star Trek Five for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's on TNT or something, and yeah. they're like, all right, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> McCoy starts bitching immediately because he's like, oh, I gotta give everybody a physical and he's gotta to recalibrate it for. The, he's super racist. I gotta in recalibrate this. it for the Vulcan. It's like, damn, dude. How many other aliens are on the ship? Apparently you probably none. Do well, there's a Griffin. <laughs> yeah, apparently, at some point there's a Griffin on board. How does that even work? And there's that guy with like weird three arms and stuff. I guess my question is, why is McCoy racist against Vulcans when there's a Griffin? <laughs> That's way more alien and weird. Like, what are you Maybe, doing? I always thought it was just because like he's ribbing him, right? Like yeah, he likes to rib him. Back in the day, if you had a friend who wasn't white, you could just playfully <laughs> be racist at them, and it was totally okay. <laughs> it was totally fine. Yeah, and that's McCoy. You're different, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're not normal, right? Yeah, you're not a normal person like us. Um, but. <laughs> Spock says, if it wasn't for a fluke of time, then you'd have to recalibrate for an Andorian. And McCoy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that a joke? That's a stupid joke. Vulcans don't make jokes. Spock says, times change, Doctor. Times change. They love ending on his, like, one-liners, Yeah, and it's great. It always works. It hits always. Even in this goofy-ass cartoon. This is probably the most down-to-earth episode of TAS. This oh, could this have been the a most TOS episode one. so easily. This could be. This would have been a great right, uh, like original episode, original series episode. Yeah, like there's no ridiculous shit in it. I guess they like, don't fight the Salat, <laughs> the Salat, and the Lamacha are like they would have to do something weird for that. Yeah, they could. They could make like a goofy costume or like put a lion in a fucking suit or something. <laughs> they, they definitely would have made some, like, costume that some guy would be wearing. Yeah, it would have been like a like a guy in a like the pizza outfit, right? Like, the Lamotia would have definitely been like a big, goofy, hairy monster suit, which would yeah. have been great. Yeah, it would have, it would have been like one of those famous, like, like the fucking, uh... Like the Gorn. The, yeah, the Gorn. Or the or salt the, monster. Yeah. I fucking love those. That shit rules. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this... Like, so when I first watched the series, like, I this was obviously the second episode I watched, and I was like, oh, okay, this is great. I was like, if this is, like, how the show is gonna be, like, it's, why it's don't not, I know? It's yeah, not. but then, yeah, then you get to, like, <laughs> fucking Satan and, and Quetzalcoatl, and you get, like, the fucking, like, like, spaceship that's from, like, a different galaxy that goes in reverse time, and you're like, what the (laughs) fuck are we even doing here, man? The funniest thing about all of that is that all of that fucking ridiculousness still has some sort of Trek underpinning. Right. Like, they meet Satan, but the (laughs) idea is not to judge someone by the way they look. Even Satan. Yeah, even Satan is redeemable. Right, even Satan can be saved. And that's a Star Trek as fuck thing to put in your show. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I like, if you want to watch, like, like just, like, have something on while you're doing whatever, just watch this fucking show. Like, it's great. It's just, it's like Saturday morning. It's great, man. It really like, is, like, Saturday morning, like, when you woke up really early and oh, they played, man. like, the really old cartoons first. Dude, I used to get up so early that, like, we had, a, I don't know if other places have this or, I, I, I don't know, but in the 80s and early 90s, uh, there was a show called Puerto Rican Panorama, which was, like, a Puerto Rican, like, culture talk show. 
<laughs> and it was on like in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, we didn't have that in West Virginia. Buddy. <laughs> well, I don't know if like people like in other like civilized parts of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do live in the Badlands. <laughs> Maybe so. like people in New York had it. Or, like whatever. But like I would wake up and like Puerto Rican Panorama would be on, and I would be like, oh my god, it's like five o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and I would get my dinosaurs out of my toy my my toy chest or whatever. And I would set up all my dinosaurs around the room, and I would just wait for the fucking cartoons, oh, dude. Oh, man, that's awesome. It's, like, such a good memory I have like, of being a kid. If you woke up at, like, 5 in the morning on a Saturday, which I wasn't super in the habit of doing. I did it all the time, which is crazy, because, yeah. like, I wake up at, like, 10 o'clock every day. <laughs> like, I, if you woke up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning here, they played really old cartoons in the morning. Like, they played yeah. modern cartoons at the time, like, 90s, early 90s right. cartoons. Right. But earlier in the morning, they would play, like, Popeye and Scooby-Doo and, like, yep. shitty filmation cartoons. Yep. I like Scooby. I like when Scooby-Doo was on. I was big into that. That was, like, a Sunday morning cartoon. Oh, yeah? Because I remember watching, like, Scooby and eating, like, uh, Fruity Pebbles before church. Because my mom forced me to go uh, worship a fake god. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so I would eat that and just watch fucking Scooby-Doo and be, like, like not that into it. But at the time, I was like, this is brilliant. This yeah, show is this brilliant. this is great. I didn't know it was going to be old man Sears again. <laughs> uh, my stupid six-year-old brain didn't catch on yet. Dude, the greatest moment, like a very formative moment in my life, now that I'm thinking about it, is like when Cartoon Network first started. Yeah. And I stayed up late one night. Like, I loved Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network was my favorite thing. I loved it, too. It was just on my TV at all times. We, yes, we never had it for a long time. We didn't either. I remember when, like, they announced, like, we were getting Cartoon Network. I was in high school. I was probably, like, a, a sophomore in high school. And I was like fuck dude i'm watching the shit out of this crap and it was yeah. always on like i just always kept it on and like the most the big formative moment for me was i stayed up late one night and they played tune heads tune heads yeah tune where heads they like told cool. behind the scenes stuff about yeah. cartoons and i was like holy fuck this is amazing dude they used to play some really weird shit before adult swim was really like oh a yeah thing. they played weird they, shit at night dude they would play like O canada which was like canadian cartoon or yeah. it was fucking weird they had man. they had all these shows at night for like older folks that yeah. like older cartoons like they had my favorite was probably either tune heads or the tex avery show tex avery show yeah i loved the tex avery show yeah, man, you had to stay up to like two in the morning to watch that shit. Yep. Which was like, I was in high school, so that was like normal for me. I wasn't. <laughs> I don't think I was in high school. I was not in high school yet. I'm three years younger than you, right? Yeah. So you probably were still in middle school. Yeah. I didn't stay up that late normally until I found out Toonhead was the one. Then I stayed up that late for the rest of my life. One of the things I think that like shaped me as like a person. Uh, is I remember, like, I was telling you I was in, in jazz band earlier before the show started, and, uh, so we'd have competitions, like, on, like, Saturday nights or, or whatever, so we'd have to, like, travel to, like, different schools and, like, play and shit, which is, like, a thing that I wound up just, like, doing as a living, <laughs> you know, like, now yeah. like, we kind of do that shit. Also, I was in bands and shit, and we'd always do shit, um, but I would get home. What were I the names home. of your bands, Josh? 
I don't. I'm not going to tell you that. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you later, okay. but I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you the audience. Yes, that. I'll tell. I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, but um, like so we get home like like from these competitions at like one thirty, two in the morning, and I remember like being like jacked up because like you were like competing and playing music and it was like fun, you know, like it was like yeah. fun, like like. And I remember, like, just staying up and watching Mystery Science Theater. Because, like, I never knew, like, it existed until... They only played it late. It was on at, like, 1, 2 in the morning, right? On, on Comedy Central. And I remember just being like, oh, my God. Like, this shit is incredible. Like, why is this not just how television is? Like, I remember it's being so enamored fun. with Mystery Science Theater. Like, it's yes. one of those things, like, I've talked about before where... And I guess, like... We've kind of sort of done with M-Class emails and stuff. Yeah. Is that it's one of those things that you watch and it seems like a contained universe. Right. That, like, is beaming straight to your TV instead of being, like, just a show you're watching. Right. It, It felt like your friends, right? Which is, like, really hard to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's the internet now, though, right? Like, content is made to be, like, replacement friends. Like, we are definitely our listeners' replacement friends for their lame friends. We are their friends. But we're, like, better. Yeah, their friends are lame, so they listen to us because we're cooler. Unless their friends also listen to us. (laughs) And then they're also cooler. Yeah. That's how I feel about Archie. Like, Archie's my best friend now. Yeah. And Veronica and Jughead. <laughs> Jughead is definitely my best friend. And Sabrina. Sabrina is not my best friend. <laughs> and who else? I know what happens to Sabrina's best friends. I don't want anything to do with that shit. <laughs> she slits their throats. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. But That's like the thing about that show. Like That's what's great about Sabrina being on Netflix. They're like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Just do whatever you want. I just love right? that they took the concept like, oh, this teenage witch who goes on wacky yeah. adventures it's with goofy. her magic. Yeah. Actually, she fucking worships Satan. <laughs> She's a murdering Satan worshiper. It's yeah. amazing, dude. It's great. And you not can do like a Satan's collection. Oh shit, that's a great idea. It's the whole show. It's just Satan. the Satan's collection. Sabrina. Every episode. <laughs> there is a. Uh, I have a bone to pick with Sabrina. Really quick. Oh fuck. Uh, early on in the show, whenever Satan shows up, he's like a big, scary, horrible animatronic man. Yeah, he's like a goat man. Yeah, like a and then baf- when, Baphomet is what they call him. Right? When he shows up later in the show, it's a guy in regular, like a regular robe with a mask on, and the mouth Wait, moves in the background. When? <laughs> when does he show up later? Like when she has her dark baptism, like the actual one. Oh, like at the he's end. like standing uh, behind her. That happens a couple times where he's standing yeah, behind he's her, Satan. and it's a guy in a in a mask and a hood. Well, we don't. Do we know that? I thought that really was him. really funny. Do we know it's really him, though? You know what I mean? Look, I know my lord and master when I see him. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. I just thought it was funny. I love, I love in that show, instead of saying, like, thank God, they're like, oh, thanks, Satan. It's just so good, Praise dude. Satan. Praise Satan. It's so fucking good. It's, it is a great show. It's super fun. Um, Kids murdering each other. Yeah. <laughs> None of that happens on the animated series that I know of. <laughs> Satan does show up though. 
In this, they do. Yeah, he does. I do highly... I recommend... I don't highly recommend the animated series, but I do no, recommend... No, but you should it. watch it. Yeah, if you, you should like, definitely watch it. If you like TOS, if you like a big fan of TOS, I think T, uh, the animated series is worth it to watch. I don't yeah. think uh, I would ever list it as like being necessary to watch. Oh, no, 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 no. It's supplementary material. Yeah, it's, it's just if you it's want tertiary. some more track. Yeah, it's like... Like it's for me, it's like background Trek, right? Like, like if I watch like uh, Enterprise or uh, Next Gen, like I- I'm focused on, I'm watching it, right? But like when I want to have that like background sleepy Star Trek experience, I'll put on the the animated series. I don't think I could sleep while watching this. It's too fucking wacky, dude. It is trippy as fuck. They fight Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> You and Quetzalcoatl, you're like fucking real hung up on Quetzalcoatl. It's weird. It's just fucking stupid. They were like, they were like, okay, uh, what do like white people from America not know about Quetzalcoatl? <laughs> Let's make him an alien. It's, it's fucking true. ancient aliens, dude. They're like, he comes back. He's an ancient alien, which was like, this is the time. This is when ancient aliens like started, like in the early seventies, like the whole like uh chariots of the gods like that's where that shit comes from is like people getting yeah. high as fuck thinking about aliens and being like what if they're like the vikings were aliens what if <laughs> like, gods are aliens what if like the egyptians were aliens like what that's if, where that comes what from. if everyone who came before us was just aliens and we're the only ones dude so what? i have another i have one last john larriquette's Fun fact of the week. For this you. has been a chock full of fun facts episode. It's true. Uh, the sucker vines, which appear for like literally two seconds uh-huh. in the episode, like Spock is running to get help for his dead dog, <laughs> and he he like steps into a plant that grabs onto him, and he just runs away. Yeah, which um, makes sense, I guess. As it turns out, that was supposed to be a full scene of him wrestling his way out of the sucker vines. Okay. But NBC thought it was not... It was too hot for TV, and they censored it. Oh, really? Yeah. A kid just surrounded by a bunch of vines? Like, like that's a thing people would think about? They would be like, oh, man, look at... Like, what the fuck? I think it may have been, like, the way they animated it and the voice acting and stuff. It was, like, too oh, violent. Maybe it was- too oh okay it was too like scary yeah they thought it was too scary for kids so oh, they I thought, I thought you meant like it was too, no like, it's okay. too hot for tv like a police chase not like a girl's gone wild oh <laughs> <laughs> that's that's stupid that's so stupid television fucking sucks dude how interesting <laughs> um <laughs> And DC Fontana said that working on this episode was great. Way to go, DC. Way to Dorothy, go. whatever your name is. Way Dorothy. to go in literally everything. Just yeah, doing great a work. great job all I'm the time. I'm assuming she is not alive anymore. I think she is. Wow. I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, she does not have a date of death. She's 79 years old. Oh, she's only 79. That's not, like, too old. It's not too old for me. <laughs> That's what Josh was saying. And also what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's too hot for the podcast. But. Too hot for TV, DC Fontana. Big into G-MILFs. 
uh, Dorothy Catherine Fontaine. That's her name. Yeah, that's it. Born in Sussex, New Jersey. Ugh, that Ugh. sucks. Ugh, I've only been in New Jersey once. I was there for ten minutes while a train stopped. Yeah, that's about as much time as you need. On my way to New York City, and it smelled really bad. New Jersey fucking blows. People, like, they're always, like... you. Okay, you can always tell who's from New Jersey, because they will fucking get mad as fuck at you for making fun of New Jersey. Yeah, like The only people, people make, who take up for New Jersey are New Jersey are New Jerseyans. people. Yeah, you, people can make fun of Pennsylvania, and I'm like, yeah, it fucking sucks here. Like, Pennsylvania blows. We're idiots here. Like, we, we could, like just recently, we could just buy beer in the fucking grocery store right like we're morons but like new jersey is like it's it sucks and people get so fucking mad like west virginia sucks and Mm. i accept it except your state sucks as well yeah it just it sucks everywhere that's how it works yeah you don't gotta like convince me first of all what are you new jersey are you pennsylvania are you new york you're neither you're nothing damn get over it damn I guess you got told today, New Jersey. I fucking hate you, New Jersey. Uh, any of our fans who live in New Jersey, get fucked. At least you're not from Kansas, though. Yeah, can- we, we've we definitely, like, burned all bridges with Kansas and everyone in it. We make fun of all the states, to be fair. It's true. Florida. Ar- I think we made fun of Arkansas at one I've point. I've definitely made fun of Florida a lot. We make fun of Florida because we talk about Trip being yeah. from Florida. Also, like, every th- like I've been to Florida, and it's yeah. even existing in Florida is just awful. Because it's so fucking humid. Yeah, in the summertime. We used to go every year, and uh, in the summertime, it's fucking brutal. And also, uh, your state's full of old racists. So Yeah, and meth heads. And uh, your state looks like a ding-dong. Which is awesome. That's a plus. <laughs> That's in the pros column. Oh, yeah. We're doing like a, a pros-cons pros, list Pros-con. Here. West Virginia. I'm here. Con. Everything else. <laughs> there it is. That's the. That's it. This is going to be a little shorter episode than usual. As you may have noticed, we're done talking about the episode, even though we went on tangents for the whole time. Well, the episode's 22 minutes long. It's 22 minutes, and Spock literally just goes back in time and Vulcan neck pinches a cat and then comes back into the future. Just all in a day's work. Yeah. It's a good episode, though. I do recommend it. I mean, I'm no, sure No, this episode's cool. I'm sure yeah. you've already watched it. Of all the ones from the animated series, this is the one you want to watch. I agree with that. Uh, and the Satan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've already seen the Satan's one, if you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. We don't get new fans, so I just assume that oh, everybody's... why not? Why don't they tell your friends about... Tell your friends know. and moms and dads about M-Class Podcast with your two best friends, Jeff and Josh. M-Class Podcast is kind of a tough sell. Because mm, it's... I disagree. It's one half uh, crass comedy podcast and mm-hmm. one half deeply philosophical and introspective look at Star Trek. That's life, though, man. That's all of life. Yeah, all of life is encompassed in one podcast. We're basically like a metaphor for living. I'm not even kidding. It's a great podcast. This is my favorite podcast. This is my favorite podcast. I'm on it, and it's my favorite. You're not even supposed to say that out loud, but I did it. Like, I, I'm on it. <laughs> Josh is on it, and that's why it's good. <laughs> oh, that's nice, but untrue. I'm on it, and that's why it's great. 
damn, that's definitely true. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in today, who listens to M-Class Podcast. I hope and pray to Nagilam, the <laughs> face in space himself, that you'll tell your friends and your family, your enemies, your frenemies. Whatever, whoever. Tell everyone you know. Spread the Netflix word. and chill. And class and chill, dude. Yeah, spread the word throughout the whole internet. Like, did you know that we have a, a subreddit? Because I didn't until recently. We do. I knew I knew that. I did know that. Uh, I knew and then forgot and then remembered again. Thank you to Tad's Beard for running the subreddit. I just I remembered he did it. He's, he's a pal. Great job. Um, go, go on to Reddit and tell everybody about us. Talk about how yes. much you love us. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Whatever yeah. you want to say. Follow leave a us, review. Follow us on Twitter. As it turns out, according to iTunes numbers, uh, over half of you do not follow us on Twitter. Why not? You can head on over to Twitter, at Podcast. If you don't have a Twitter, follow us anyway. Get a Twitter and follow us. Get a Twitter and just name it, at MClassFan6969. And if you have to do more numbers, just keep adding 69s. Keep adding 69s. And follow the Twitter, because we're going to be talking Trek on there. Especially me. I'm starting to talk about my opinions. My opinions. I saw that, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's getting too hot for TV too on hot here. For TV. It's like a sucker vine on this Twitter. <laughs> it's... Just follow us, goddammit. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you get to see, like, what episodes we're doing and shit. That's what important. episodes we're doing, you get to see, like, what type of content you could be getting on our Patreon over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Segway! Whereas, for low as $1, you could get all kinds of cool shit. Multiple podcasts. Free art. Which I'm working on. Fuck off. I'll kiss you on the mouth. I think that's illegal to say, but I don't come get me. Yeah, it's not for the money. It's for the love. It's like a charity kiss. Yeah. Those it's a kissing illegal. booth. It's a kissing booth. Our Patreon is now a kissing booth. <laughs> yeah, it is. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast to give us your money. Do it. We love money. We love all of you. I love you. And your money. Yeah. But mostly just you. Mostly just you. Your mouth. You're kissing. You're kissing <laughs> mouth. Thanks for tuning in to M Class Podcast. We'll be back in one week with more M Class goodness. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm mentally ill.